today's show is brought to you by LaserAway. Adulthood Made Easy listeners can save up to 75% on laser services at LaserAway. Go to laseraway.com slash A-M-E now to schedule your free consultation. And by Open Account, a podcast that gets personal about making, losing, and living with money. Created by Umpqua Bank and hosted by Sujin Pak, download and subscribe to Open Account wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zavell, and we are still in the midst of our side hustle series. And we've talked through a couple of options already. You can become an author, a viral poet, a successful food blogger, a magazine editor by night. And the millennial era, us in particular, have so many hustles available to us thanks to the wonderful world of the internet. If anyone out there follows Broad City, they know that a tiny little web series can lead to really big places, places that Amy Poehler can take you. But what is it like to actually create one? To answer that question, I've invited two people into the studio who know the answer, Rebecca Blaine Carton and Kira McCarthy, and they're going to talk about their own web series, Living Through the Lens, a project about our fixation with technology and a hilarious web series to boot. Rebecca is a producer, writer, and actor in New York. She wrote, produced, and starred in a short indie film, Introducing Parker Dowd with Louis Black, among many other projects. She was born and raised in Austin, Texas, and currently resides in Brooklyn with her husband, dog, and cat. And Kira is a New York-based actor who's worked locally and regionally as a professional actor in theater and film with many roles, including some in Light in the Piazza, The Crucible, and View from the Bridge. She also sings in the band Fairy Tales for the Fatherless. So hi, Rebecca. Hi. And hi, Kira. Hi, Sam. So you guys are just by definition by those bios. You're very cool. <laughs> like those are just really cool bios. I know. I was wondering who who is that person? Yeah, that's you who guys. Was? <laughs> so I know that. So the point of obviously the side hustle series is that whatever your hustle or your passion project is, is obviously not your full time job. It's something you're pursuing on the side. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners what you guys do from nine to five um, outside of your awesome web series. So Rebecca, we'll start with you. My most consistent job has been for the last three years, I'm in a nonprofit acting group called Only Make Believe, and we perform in children's hospitals and care facilities, um, very interactive theater. That has been by far my favorite job that I've had so far. The other jobs I've had and have left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long do you have? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was an, an elderly companion for a while. So currently, your current position, though, is is in the nonprofit theater company. Correct. Okay, perfect. And that, that, that takes up most of your day, I imagine. That actually is part-time. Okay. And the rest of the time, I actually, currently I'm looking for a second job, but also I have been writing and producing my own projects. Right. That makes sense. And Kira, what about you? Well, right now I actually work at a nonprofit. It's my first full-time grown-up job ever in my Congratulations. life. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, like Becca as an actor, I usually, you know, bounced around, did a lot of different things, but I've been at this nonprofit since September. Um, it's a maternal mental health clinic, meaning it's a therapy clinic for moms dealing with postpartum depression. Very it's interesting. Very interesting. Very cool. So I gave such a watered down 
description of your web series. Like that is not what you're, you know, (laughs) obviously it's, there's so much more. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what living through the lens is and specifically how it came about and how you guys came up with it. Sure. Becca and I have been friends for a long time. How long? Seven years. Yeah. Seven years now. Um, And we met the theater (laughs) festival. Um, So we've been actors in the city for a long time and, you know, we just, we love theater obviously and, and comedy especially. And, I think we found ourselves, you know, just realizing that we had a lot to say. Oh, yes. <laughs> Specifically about, like, this particular generation and, like, how... Because your whole thing is, like, is specifically revolves around technology. You have, you know, a whole episode about reacting to a Facebook proposal, but then seeing how the proposal actually actually went down. Obviously, it's not as romantic as it looks on Instagram, which is a theme of this podcast is, like... Instagram's not real. <laughs> um, so was that kind of the focus or you guys just realize you have a lot to say in general? <laughs> I think as as actors looking for work, a lot of times you're trying to show up and fit into whatever role you're auditioning for and writing and producing and acting on our own stuff allows us to actually bring in like who we are and our own beliefs and our own senses of humor and the things that we find interesting. And, and so I think that's one one thing you meant by we had a lot to say. Yeah, I think for me particularly as well, just the way that women are portrayed in Mm -hmm. comedy. um, And I've been so inspired by, you know, just so many great comedians today. And Mm -hmm. I I remember, I think, seeing Bridesmaids was the first thing Mm -hmm. that made me really be like, wow, like... It's so refreshing to see women. It's so refreshing to see women poop in a in a sink. Totally <laughs> from both ends, like just <laughs> no, but just to see women just being women with each other and yeah. being funny instead yeah. of like women being women in relation to a dude. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's where it started, and then we're also just very passionate about you know cultural commentary, and yeah. we actually both of us are not the most technologically savvy. Kara. I know oh, it's, it's out. So, and you're on. You know, you're on a podcast, so this will be on iTunes. <laughs> we've we've been learning. Yes, um, we're learning. Well, we're the, avid fans of podcasts. When now, since I was little, I can remember being a Luddite, actually. Uh-huh. Like I, I was so upset when DVDs came out. I really wanted to keep VHS. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. It just change scared me, and and now more and more change is happening. And for me personally, I think that. Like finding comedy in in this exponential growth and and technology has helped me kind of wrap my head around all the changes. I mean, you so we have a reformed luddite maybe, and two people who are admittedly not great about technology who started a web series about technology. So so then why make it a web series? Why not do something like? I guess I'm not totally familiar with the theater world to know if you can just like put on a play, but like why why do a web series and and why technology? I think because technology is in and of itself pretty subtle, like most interactions that you have um, with social media, it's basically you in your head, you know, reading something on a screen. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really lend itself to theater. And I think for us, too, you know, this was just born out of funny moments that happened in real life, Mm -hmm. um, things we observed, and making it a web series was just sort of a more bite-size, approachable way to start. And it's also permanent. I mean, I love theater. It's, it's, it's my heart, but um, you, you perform and then, you, and then that ends and you don't kind of have any record of it. And this allows people to watch maybe months later after we've produced it. Mm, that's a really good point. 
Did you know that the average woman will spend over $10,000 on razors and 72 days shaving in her lifetime? Are you tired of spending all of this time and money on what is also ranked as the most hated beauty ritual? We are too. Good thing our friends at Laser Away have us and our bodies covered. As the nation's top laser hair removal and aesthetic experts, Laser Away offers the most advanced cutting-edge technology to offer dramatic, permanent results in just a few treatments. Laser Away's treatments are non-invasive, fast, permanent, and can treat all skin tones, leaving you hair-free, carefree, and ready for that last-minute date or beach getaway. Shave time, not your legs. Get up to 75% off laser services and schedule your free consultation today by going to laserawaycom A-M-E. That's laserawaycom A-M-E. So let's talk about the first episode you ever put out there. What went into it? Um, you know, how, what was the collaboration like? And then, and what was it like the effort to get it up online? think I remember that we both went to an equity call audition, which basically is like you go and wait in a waiting room and you you go into a random audition. And, and I remember us meeting afterwards in the coffee shop and kind of deciding to start writing and spitballing different ideas. Yeah. And then we started writing that the first one office lunch at the office. And lunch at the office is two girls who are eating lunch and one can't stop Snapchatting the lunch. And then it's like, oh, I wanted to see your pictures on Facebook. And you kind of watch these two girls who are supposed to be having lunch together. And it's really like they're having lunch with their smartphones and sometimes talk to each other. Which is which, a pet peeve of mine. Right. Yes. Which I can totally admit I've done. <laughs> and like, you know, you have a you know that it's like a bad friend or a bad date when like the person shows up and puts their phone on the table and you're like no, unless I do that, you're a neurosurgeon i just don't see why you need your phone oh, like are you on call right exactly well it's right. nice if it's like a friend doing it because you can kind of be like hey get off your phone yeah right. but if it's like someone that you don't have that relationship with and they're just texting the whole time that's really awkward yeah so you guys were sitting in this in a cafe or something talking about ideas and what I mean, how long did it take you to go from ideas in a cafe to an episode online? Well, we actually shot the first three episodes all together in one okay. weekend. That's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wrote those. We Well, we threw out a lot of different ideas and then um, we were working with one director on all three of those and um, just kind of honed in on what, you know, what we really wanted to say. And then we ended up shooting those three. Mm hmm. So we had to recruit crew members. Yeah, I was going to say, how many people work with you two? I mean, it's bare bones. So, you know, we're producing it all on our own. And so we wanted a small crew, but a good crew. So we went on this uh, Mandy.com, which you can get a lot of different film crew on. And Mm -hmm. we found this awesome Awesome director of photography, DP, um, Bart Courtright, shout out. And (laughs) Danny Ward was the director of the Mm -hmm. first three episodes. And I think we had six crew members. Yeah. Um, so total of eight people working on this project. Yeah. Okay. Which I made so my exciting. husband um, make us food the whole weekend. Oh, yeah. Which is a very important <laughs> member of the crew. It's very totally. important. Obligatory husband duty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then D- Danny Ward, the director, ended up editing the first three. So mm-hmm. that was that took, you know, maybe a month of sitting in and giving notes and then him trying trying to do um, another version of it to show us. So it probably took how long? How long till it came to fruition? I think about two months. Yeah, two months. And then the two rem- months and you could theoretically put three episodes yeah. up after two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we've come to learn <laughs> after doing this a while is that typically um, people will shoot a season of something and then release them once a week. But 
we didn't really have the budget for that. Right. So um, we made the first three and we were really kind of like bowled over by how much, you know, it was resonating with people. So then we wrote four more episodes and then we would shoot those and then turn them around as quickly as we could. So you said that those first couple episodes really resonated with people. How did you get the word out? Like, what was it, you know, how did you develop a promotional campaign? Because I think something that people with these passion projects, you know, sometimes you just do them for yourself. But obviously, like you guys said, you had something to say, you wanted to get it out there. So what was that process like? Did you, was there like a social campaign? Did you pitch it to people? How did you, because you guys are kind of your own PR people in a lot of ways. Or everything. <laughs> you <laughs> tweeted at me and it worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that, great. We just have to yes. stop people and then we get what we want pretty much great advice (laughs) gent gently stock um it's definitely been a a big learning experience we were very lucky with the the first batch basically we just started with our immediate network we posted on facebook um and on youtube and um a community manager from funny or die saw what our second episode date night Mm -hmm. really liked it and wanted to feature it on funny or die's website and on their youtube channel um, which was fantastic for us. We, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. were like, yay, subscribers who aren't our friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It was a nice moment when you get just a random email in your mailbox. Uh, mailbox. You get an email in your mailbox. Your inbox. Your inbox. <laughs> it's called an inbox. inbox. <laughs> and it's from Funny or Die. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's probably a great email for you guys to get. And then has it like how has it grown and what has it been like to, as you know your audience has gotten bigger playbill did a nice little article on you guys so obviously it's resonating with more than just your friends so what has it been like has it still made it enjoyable or do you feel like there's a pressure that you're kind of dealing with now i mean now you have responsibility to more people than just yourselves and your six crew members that actually keeps me more hopeful to have that pressure and, mm-hmm. and i think it's exciting yeah yeah i yeah. really enjoy that and we've also been working with this fantastic girl on who's helping us with our social media strategy. And oh, cool. that's been an, an awesome, you know, learning experience. And I've, I've just found I'm really excited about learning, you know, how can we connect with more people? And, you know, it's, it's, I've just learned to look at social media in general as just a conversation and, you know, finding people who think what we have to say is interesting totally. and then, you know, connecting with them. Totally. And Fawn is a big fan of yours. She told me to tell you. <laughs> Hi, Fawn. And she actually introduced you to us. Oh, and that's how you found us. Yes. Twitter's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. I think something else people always really want to know about these is funding. And obviously you have a crew. So I don't know if they're getting paid or you're paying them in donuts or what you're doing, but like, where do you get the money and the resources for a project like this? I mean, up until today, Kira and I have been Pretty much splitting the costs. Mm-hmm. Just per, from your like from your bank account? Yeah. From hustling. Um, it's called hustling. Yes. yes. <laughs> there you go. Hustling. And um, we try and pay everyone at least a little bit. Obviously, it's not as much as we'd like to. But even if you give a little bit, I think especially artists and, and, the, and especially people in the film industry understand what what small projects like this can give them. And, they and are when you're totally in cool Bridesmaids, the sequel, they'll be like, exactly. we're on the original crew and it'll all be worth it for exactly. them. Exactly. And they have they have their um, they have the project to show people as well. So right. the DP can show people, hey, I, I did this and it was on Funny or Die. It was uh, featured in Playbill. And that looks good for him, too. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think we just also have been super resourceful mm-hmm. in finding, what ways. Um, finding locations. 
it, you know, it helps to have lots of different jobs because you can shoot in all of those locations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. To have friends who let you shoot in their apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. So it's, you know, it's good. It makes us creative about finding, like, weird props and costumes. And, and <laughs> Do people have the equipment, like the cameras and the mics and stuff like that? Is that just stuff people happen to own, like, in that community? Not always. The DP, luckily, he owns his own equipment. Mm-hmm. So he brought that along with him. And then usually we hire a sound person and they own their own equipment as well. But a lot of times they don't and they have to rent equipment. We just lucked out in this particular situation. A lot of luck. That's yeah. always what I hear with all these like side hustle stories. Is like, yeah. Unfortunately, it's the worst advice when you're like, it's just whatever happens. But there is like an element of luck to it, it sounds like. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But it's also, you know, learning things like I was very proud of Becca. She actually edited our last episode. Oh, congrats. So just going Thank along, you. you know, kind of asking ourselves like, how can we make this more in-house? How can we cut costs? You know, she was like, well, I could learn how to do this because mm-hmm. that's, you know. And it's actually very seen. weird because I like it. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I don't, I never thought of myself as liking that kind of thing, but I do. That's ex- And that's a cool skill that now you have that you didn't think would be part of this. Yeah. So where does this fall for each of you? And it might be different on your, on your list of priorities. Like how much time are you devoting to this web series every day or every week versus you know, your main pursuit of acting regionally or or at your job, your day job and things like that? I'd say for me, it's probably priority number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I actually chose to take this, this job a couple months ago because I really wanted to focus on this project um, instead of, you know, leading this gypsy life and like traveling around the country doing theater because mm-hmm. it's a blast, but it's very, you know, uprooting. And I found I really enjoyed kind of you know, partnering with Becca and we speak the same language and we're investing in this, you know, storytelling and it's, it's really rewarding. So I really wanted to focus on that and have kind of a more stable job so I could just, you know, fit this in and around it. And I'd say like, I think about it on my commute. I write scenes on my lunch break. Like you just fit it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. It's, it's my number it's one number priority one. as well. And, and cause but how many hours a week does like how many hours a week does this take? It depends on if we're shooting. Yeah, if we're if we're shooting, I mean, shoots can be up to like um, eight hours, eight, eight, nine, ten hours for one episode, or mm-hmm. for th- for a batch. It of just depends. The for the three that we shot, it took two days. Wow. You'd be amazed how long a three minute video it's can be. Which I was going to say, these are like these are short clip videos. It's crazy. I mean, we also Kira and I think big to a certain extent. So we, oh, we like more complicated <laughs> uh, storylines and that requires more time. Yeah, every patience. writing session is Becca being like, we can't have a spaceship. Like, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What social media is like on Mars will be yeah. like an upcoming episode or something. I just hey, like to think I have like a big Hollywood budget for everything. <laughs> one Someday. day. Yes, one day. Yeah, so if we're shooting, it, it's many more hours. But if we're not... It's probably sprinkled in every day, but maybe like a few hours a day sprinkled in some capacity. So maybe like 10 on an average week. We would love it to be full time. That's that's the hope. Yeah, that's the goal. And I feel like when you start these projects, there's always that first hump where you're like, it's like two paths. Like there's that first hump where you either could just kind of let the project fizzle out as so many projects and half full notebooks do. Like I have plenty of half full notebooks in my apartment that are just like big ideas that I was like, meh, too, too tired of that. Or you go the second route, which is obviously 
you complete the project, you keep filming episodes, you keep writing the novel, whatever it is. So did you guys hit that hump at some point? And, and what kind of kept you going and, and made you say, like, we need to keep putting this 10 hours in every week? And and web series are hard to gain traction. You know, we're not going viral every single day. So so what how did you get past that? Good question, Sam. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, you know, the hump, yes, it happens. And I, I think it continues to happen um, throughout anything. But um, what you, what Kira said the other day, which I liked, was that uh, we kind of sense when the other one is going through a hump and we pull them <laughs> over the hump. So luckily There's we a hump don't. Radar yeah, we don't. On. We don't hump the same <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I, someone had to go there. You can't have that word and just be like, it doesn't exist. You introduced it. So you That's your fault, up. Sam. Um, but yeah, we've, we've had moments where we, where we feel, like, oh, is this going to move forward? What, you know, what's, what's the fate of this? And then the other one usually is kind of like the cheerleader. And it, it's worked out. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, the hump, too, that I think we should mention is like, you know, working with your friends. That can I was be just challenging. Say that you guys are the first hustler pair that I've <laughs> talked to. Nice. So, has it, has working, would you recommend bringing someone into your project, like a, a close friend like you guys have? I think it really depends. I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm really grateful to Becca because she is one of the most honest people I know. Sometimes <laughs> to the point of like, she has no filter. But I love it. So I feel like we have very um, honest conversations, you know, and I think we've had to have a lot of really honest conversations about expectations along the way, especially just, you know, having this mostly be just two of us, you know, and really having to buckle down and be like, you know, I like doing this or I don't like doing this. We both don't like doing this thing. So how are we going to work it out so that it gets done? What 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 were some of those? Like, what can you think of in issue where you guys kind of hit a place where you were like, oh, both of us hate doing this one thing or or where you butted heads a little bit? I think I think one of the um, biggest things that we've kind of had to embrace together is marketing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we, we are we're artists. We, we, we've trained for many years and we think creatively. And so it's hard to kind of know how to transition to stepping outside of that space and selling ourselves, which, which is, can be uncomfortable for both of us. But I think that just actually recently, the last couple of weeks, we've really started to find the fun in it and Mm -hmm. kind of the adventure and think creatively and try to bring like our creative intuitions into the act of marketing ourselves. Well, I have to imagine that like selling yourself in a way if both of you are kind of natural performers and you're in the theater world I have to imagine that there's an aspect of being extroverted and confident that comes with performance that is also valuable in selling yourself it is valuable but and it's interesting when there you meet a lot of performers and artists who are really wonderful and talented but they actually have a hard time doing that Mm-hmm. I've had a hard time doing that. I'm better at it now. But it, it, it's, it doesn't come as naturally as you'd think it's it just, would. It's just different roles. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's why the industry, you know, has been designed that there are, you know, there's like talent and then there's people who manage the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people with more of a business mind. And, you know, we're just really seeing that paradigm shift nowadays. Just mm-hmm. people really a lot of the time have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've come to you know, be intrigued and curious by that rather than intimidated by it. And we've seen results. Uh, as soon as we buckle down and actually do it, we've seen results. And so that's very, 
in the way of like get, that people are paying attention and people respond. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of reaching out to people with similar aesthetics and sure. wanting to collaborate and, and seeing people respond positively to that. And I don't know, things just feel like they're moving when we actually decide, okay, we're going to, we're going to reach out. We're going to show people our stuff who we don't necessarily know and see what happens. And ask for things. I think we've yeah. definitely recently developed just sort of a like, why not? Let's see what happens. What well, I think that's what <laughs> everyone of, in our age who's working on something and wants to kind of get things out there is you need to be able to say, I'm proud of this. Help me get it out to more people and I need help and th- this is worth it to me. So like, help me do that. And it's hard, but yeah, like as you guys have seen it, it works out kind of. Yeah. 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 How much money do you make? How big is your savings account? These are some of the most personal and maybe uncomfortable questions that someone can ask you. But where does that discomfort come from? On Open Account, a podcast created by Umpqua Bank, host Sue Chin Pak and her guests get open and honest about making, losing, and living with money. You'll hear an NBA star talk about his first professional paycheck, a daily show producer recall his parents' penny-pinching, and a husband and wife duo discuss the role that marriage plays in managing their small businesses. And that's just the first three episodes. These conversations wind up being about way more than dollars. They're about culture, power, class, and the complex emotions that drive our financial decisions. Open Account is available wherever you get your podcasts. So download, subscribe, and get a little more comfortable with your money. What is your favorite? Can you tell people about your favorite episode that you filmed? I will say, and this is not just because I'm the star of it, <laughs> but the episode Waiting for the Dots, which which is just me, and Kira directed it, and Grade and her boyfriend shot it. I, I'm most proud of that. Not Can just, you give a little plot synopsis? So it's basically, we made it black and white. It's kind of like I Love Lucy-esque. Um, it's a yes. silent Visually, film. Silent film, it's, all it's music. Awesome. And, and it's, it's about waiting for the dots on your phone when someone texts when you text someone Such and they're responding mm-hmm. and they go away. I mean, it's torturous, isn't it's it? Torturous. And you're like, what were they going to say? Did they yeah, die? Yeah. Did they get hit by a bus? Are they retyping it? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. And all that happens silently in this yeah. in this yes. clip. And it's magnified when it's you know a romantic response mm-hmm. you're waiting for. Absolutely. So as always, Becca plays a. a damsel in distress awaiting response from her date it was was a blast and and it was so cool because that was the one episode out of the seven that we've produced so far that we um actually just kept it between me kira and grade and her boyfriend who shot it on a camera he already owns and we did all of it on our own i edited it and and we hardly spent any money on it and it was and it turned out well it was awesome and kira do you have a favorite or is that same one yeah i think or one that you star in (laughs) (laughs) I think I have to say Facebook proposal would be my favorite. Thank you. That was just so much fun to do. And we had such a great team for that. So that one is, and we talked about a little before, it's, it's Rebecca on one side looking at the computer, seeing that Kira got engaged, seeing the pretty pictures, but then looking at the proposal from Kira's side and seeing that it didn't go quite right and it wasn't as romantic as it looks, but they got a nice picture and they kind of, the like filtered look of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a big exactly. commentary on like filters and what really we put up on social media, but it was very mm-hmm. funny. Thank you. And so that was your favorite. Yes, that was my favorite. I think just because like it's such a relatable thing, you know, and it was so born relatable. out of just like 
you know, you see these engagement photos on Facebook and I just feel like they're getting increasingly more ridiculous. It's like <laughs> people like leaping through a field and like making a collage. And so uh, that was just so much fun. And also, I think I loved that episode because um, because Becca and I were in completely different parts of the episode. I really got to kind of support her as like producer, second director while she was acting and she got to do the same for me. And it was just really fun to like be able to just like not be in the scene, but get to watch it happening. Mm -hmm. So that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what we and were. And it, it was also an overnight shoot. Yeah. That was um, intense. And our crew wow. like really rallied and were just mm -hmm. so awesome. So it was a great like solidarity. Mm -hmm. We were like sweeping up confetti at 4 a.m. I think and just so <laughs> happy about it. <laughs> that sounds great. And that was another episode featured on Funny or Die. There you go. So clearly it resonated with a lot of people. Definitely. We find like the dating sort of romance stuff like really seems to resonate with people. I mean, especially given that you guys like everything revolves around social media. I feel mm -hmm. like dating and social media today, like we could talk about that for three hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, of, yeah. of the swiping and the liking and the <laughs> in a relationship or it's complicated or open relationship and changing your profile picture. I mean, it's a whole mess of mess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'll look forward to an episode about that in the future. Yeah. They will be coming. And we, we love to hear from people in general if if um you want to follow us on twitter or something and, and give us ideas we'll take it we'll give you credit obviously i don't know i think it would be cool to get other people's perspective and try and whip something and hear up. what people want to see yeah. well why don't you tell people where they can find you and how they can do that www.livingthroughthelens.com is our website and through is t-h-r-u and then we have a twitter page mm -hmm. at living through lens and we'll put all of this info in the show notes for people. Great. And Instagram as well. Yeah. And they can watch all of those episodes on your website. And can they contact you that way? Is that how they can send or should they tweet at you? How would you like to receive all of the millions of episode ideas that are going to come your way? <laughs> um, it, either. You can contact yeah. us through our website. You can contact us through Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking. So Sounds good. And before I let you go, why don't you just tell everyone your best advice for someone sitting there who desperately wants to start a web series and doesn't know where to start? I would say something that, that you're most interested in kind of exploring, like a topic that you're most interested in exploring, rather than just like, oh, I want to I wanna make something. Like if you find something that you're actually, you care about and, and you want to learn more from, mm -hmm. um, I would say that that's a good place to start and then just start writing. And what about you? Yeah, just, like, see what you can get away with. <laughs> just, like, you'd be surprised at how many people will say yes if you ask them to collaborate. I, th I think, you know, no matter what happens, if you go about it with sort of a playful attitude, you're going to learn a lot. You know, whether or not it ends up being, you know, your thing that puts you on the map, you're going to learn a lot. And just, just get started, I'd say. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you guys both for being here today. Thanks, I hope Sam. everyone goes and watches your hilarious videos and I can't wait for the next ones to come out and to watch them and to hopefully see you guys on the big screen one day. Thank that would you, be sweet. Sam. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. We're almost finishing up our side hustle series, so if there's a hustle or a passion project you haven't yet heard about, please tweet your ideas to me at samzabel, and I'll be sure to add them to my list. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. And with graduation around the corner, you'll want to pick up a copy of the book, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, 
which is available wherever books are sold and makes a great graduation gift. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time. 